Hi, I'm Kari Wagner-Peck. I'm the author of the memoir, Not Always Happy, An Unusual Parenting Journey, and the blog, Atypical Son. And you're listening to the special Chronicle Show podcast, giving respect and voice to people with special needs. This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. This episode 255 is brought to you by listeners like you. Please help support us at Special Chronicles with your tax-deductible donation today to help us continue our mission of giving respect and voice to people with special needs. Please go to specialchronicles.com slash given. That's specialchronicles.com slash given. And we thank you for your generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. This week on Special Chronicles, we are joined virtually in studio by uh, Kali Wagner-Puck to talk about her new book, Not Always Happy and Unusual Parenting Journey. is coming up right now on the Special Chronicles show on specialchronicles.com. I shudder thinking how the world can be so You're listening to the Special Chronicles Show podcast. This is a show where podcasts and disability stories from an insider's perspective, and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Special Chronicles Show. Here's Daniel, and I'm your host and founder of Special Chronicles. So good to be back behind the mic, and we've got an exciting show for you today. As today's guest is Kali Wagner Puck. Kali authors the blog at atypicalson.com. She is a homeschooling mom, a humorist, and an, an advocate, an activist, a social justice storyteller, and performer, and a pop culture fiend. Hawaiian has been featured on the New York Times Well Family blog, the uh, Sydney Monin Hayward's Daily Life Section, the Huffington Post, the Good Men Project, and Life and Love That Max. Here she is today on the, on the Special Chronicles show to talk about her new memoir. Not her new memoir, not always happy and unusual parenting journey. A humorous and, sh- and sharp chronicle about adopting and raising a son with Down syndrome, the subwitch, the cookiness of life. Welcome to Special Chronicles, Kali. Thank you, Daniel. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Yes, and and uh, I, I I believe we um, first um, we we first got connected a few years ago when you um, well um, first uh, Special Olympics International had linked to your blog a a, a yes. person, and then you wrote a few pieces on the Huffington Post. Um, um, challenging a, a New York Times writer for using the R word, and so that's how I first um, got connected with you, and then and then something with trying to get you on on the show a few years ago. Something like uh, <laughs> something got got um, 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 uh, misplaced, or with. <laughs> but now it's it's. Uh, e- even, I'm here. Yeah, now now, <laughs> now you're here, and it's better timing um, with your new book that just came out um, May 2017, just a couple months ago. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, no, I'm thrilled. Yeah. So for any new listeners who may not of, I'm sure many, because um, you have thousands of uh, um, readers on your blog and. Now, with your book just coming out, I'm sure there's a lot of people that they know about you. But for any for any of our listeners or viewers who may not know about you, um, uh, if you begin with uh, in, in, introducing yourself to our um, listeners. Okay. Well, um, I am married to a man 14 years my junior we married in my 40s. He was in his 30s. And we decided we wanted to become parents. And at 49, I became a parent through adoption. We adopted our son through the foster care system in Maine. Um, and he also has Down syndrome. The blog came about because the information I would find was so desperate or sad or um, just really unappealing <laughs> to my husband and I about Down syndrome. I mean, there just didn't seem to be, you know, a lot of funny or just real life or natural life. And that's how we felt about our life. That mm -hmm. it, um, so I, I started a blog just talking about what our day-to-day -day life was like. And I think, People, can, because there is quirkiness in it, but I think there's so much that's really relatable and universal. I mean, we have the same with our son that all parents do and yeah. as a couple. So I think um, one of the things I had heard is disability is natural. It's a natural part of the human experience. And that yep. really resonated with us. And that's was sort of a kicking off point like um to just be funny and real and um bring people along on this journey yeah yeah i i, I think that that's um awesome that that you bring in that perspective because we don't see that perspective a lot in either other other special needs family books or or blogs or uh, and and I, I I think that's a great perspective that that you're bringing people um, uh, and 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 um, so you so your son uh, 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 Thorin was uh, diagnosed with uh, uh, Down syndrome, right? And and so can can you tell us? Uh, a little bit about so I, I see that um, first uh, after your title you have M S W after your title. Can, can you, 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 yeah, you tell us about that? I have a master's in social work, so um, I I say I'm a <laughs> recovering a reformed social worker. Um, but yeah, my background was in social work, and I was a social worker for a number of years, which I think really helped me in terms of who has a disability because you know whether you want to be or not you're going to become it for your child and I was used to advocating for my clients yeah. and I was also um, you know my practice was very strength-based so what you do is you don't look at the limitations of a person you look at their strengths and how those strengths 
for any of us will carry us through situations. And I think it was good having that perspective. Um, I don't look at Thorin as somebody with a lot of challenges. I see him with a lot of strength. It's my job to help him identify and develop those to help him in challenging situations mm-hmm. parents should do regardless of whether or not your child has a disability yeah and then social work really helped yeah absolutely yeah um um uh, speaking of looking at at strength that um that's something that my dad um always um talks about too so um i was diagnosed with um, learning disabilities and a severe language Soto, and that's something that he always talks about as well. Is 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 our strengths and um, um, weaknesses, but um, not not looking at either my disability or or, or, or friends of mine and, and other um, people's disability. But um, uh, uh, he he always t- talks about our strengths as well. So. That, yeah, that. good. Be- oh, yeah. I mean, that's that should be a parent's role is to help their children yeah. identify that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you also in uh your in your um bio so that you also um, homeschool your son. Yeah. Um, we just this is our third year of homeschooling. Um, and. <laughs> I had never been a stay-at-home parent. I'd always worked outside the home. Yeah. And I, in fact, I said I would never homeschool. Um, and we were so, um, you know, what, one of the things I write about in the book is that the public education, our district, it was so traumatizing for Thorne that he actually became a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, he became a yeah. fearful person, a person who didn't want to be at school, a person who felt bad about themselves. You know, I think a lot of times there's this pressure for parents if their child has a disability to make the school better. And I think if you can, that's great. But if you can't, I think um, get out of there. I mean, we got out and Thorin bonded to homeschooling. He thrives. Um, the realization he's, you know, at that time he was a seven-year-old boy. He wasn't a social change agent for the limitations of a school district. Um, And so we made the best choice for Thorin, Mm -hmm. um, and it's really paid off. So does your husband um, also um, homeschool him as well when when he's not not working his um, day job? Um. You know, <laughs> not if he can help yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's probably pretty, I mean, I, I don't know if we're so, I bet we're kind of typical that whoever the homeschool parent is, is the homeschool parent. Yeah. I mean, we practice unschooling too, which is, you know, experiential, ex, you know, um, projects that, so, like, my husband's doing above bed gardening yeah. as a unschooling project, which is great. So, Thorn sees, you know, they built it. You know, he sees things growing. We're eating yeah. it. And um, so, I want to give my husband some props. There but, okay. <laughs> I think it's really, but I think, yeah, the day in and day out of it, really, Thorn and I 
Um, and he does a lot of classes too. He, he takes theater classes every week, dance classes. He does a movie class besides the more traditional curriculum, yeah. you know, of reading, writing, math. Yeah. So, and are these all, um, activities that, uh, that I'm throwing, um, has asked you guys to yeah. be, be involved Yeah, that's in? a good question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah excellent. Yeah, yeah. Because I think coming up with the ideas, you're more invested. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he had, um, I had asked him about a theater class and he said, yes. And that's been a great fit. But then he was like, he wanted to take ballet and I didn't even know he liked ballet. <laughs> and he really loved it and now he's doing hip-hop so he changed that but yeah um yeah he just and the same with reading he decides what interests him and right now he's into um ancient egypt because he likes the mummy stuff yeah. um and he likes colonial history yeah um and it works better i mean for us i think it works really well he's doing things he's picking and he loves yeah so- so does so you used to be so um, now you're a um, um, homeschooling mom and you're an author and a blogger and a performer and but does did your husband did your husband also work in um, social work or does he have a different career? Job? No, he has he works in. Um there's a huge hospital here and he works in their learning resource center. Um, So it's like people are coming in who want to get resources. There's like a little library. And um, so that's, he does that. Um, I mean, I also do some freelance work, um, development work and, um, and I work on the weekends in a store. Yeah. Um, I'm a sales clerk. So, I mean, I think when you homeschool, you, you change your, you have to change your priorities about, you know, what you're going to do and accomplish. And we're, um, I think we're really lucky we can pull this off. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, guest today on the Special Chronicles show is Kale, is uh, Kali Wagner-Pack, author of Not Always Happy in, in Unusual Parenting Joni and uh, the blog uh, atypicalson.com. So, Kerry, speaking of you, you said that you do some um, freelance work, and uh, uh, and can you you tell us a little bit about that freelance work? And you and I also read in your bio that you are a professional advocate for the homeless, incarcerated, and, and immigrant individuals, and you also work as a documentary videographer and you teach um, videography at the college level yeah well and all of that stuff is from my past past okay um yeah so you know when people say you're going to probably change your careers oh hold on hold on um it looks like you cut out a little bit you said uh i did Oh, can okay. you see yeah, me now? I, I can see okay. now. So um, you, you said change so your career. when I was career. a social worker, yeah, so I changed my career <laughs> more than once. So I was a social worker for a number of years, did work with um, homeless youth and incarcerated um, 
teen parents, um, like a job training situation where mm-hmm. we were doing job training skills and work to school to work. And that, I mean, that was great work. I loved working with the young people. They were 14 to 21. It was a great program, a great time. Um, and then for almost 15 years, I was a documentary videographer creating mm-hmm. documentaries. Um, and that was, that was a great yeah. time. <laughs> and then I moved more into running film festivals. Um, and yeah. And now I, uh, <laughs> now I do what I do. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, speaking of, you said um, that you used to won film festivals. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Ben and Amy White. Uh, from uh, so the, um, they their blog is it starts with voice, but then they also started a nonprofit called Able to Work USA. But what they're probably most oh. what they're probably most known for now is for starting Biddy and Bowles Coffee in um, um, Wilmington, North Carolina. Do they do uh, film festivals? Uh, well, so, so so Biddy and Bowles Coffee is uh, is is um, uh, uh, hires people with. Um, di- disabilities but they'll one of their um their two youngest have down syndrome but their two oldest don't and they'll one of their daughters emma grace is into um um, um videography and um, I'm making videos and and i just saw that i think this i want to say this october she is creating a, a film festival to include people with disabilities in 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 film Oh wow! And I, I'm I'm blinking yeah, on. I would love to check that. Yeah, I'm blinking on the name of that. Um, on that. Um, uh, I I haven't met them in person yet, but hopefully someday. But um, I'm blinking on the name of that. Uh, I I saw it on their Facebook page. I'm trying. I uh, uh, if I <laughs> hit a, another screen here, I could look it up. Um, but. That will just take too much time. So, okay. But but no, I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll um, when, um, after the show, I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. And if I, if I, um, so, uh, and and uh, but it's, I think it's off with a T, but the um, I'm blanking on what what it is, but it's uh, so it, and and that's going to be this this October. So, um. Oh, that sounds yeah. awesome. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what like, because you, you don't see that many of us with disabilities, either like your son, um, Thorin, or myself, or other people, like what you see on this. Well, all, our radio listeners can't see, but. Um, <laughs> and, 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 right. Yeah, and, and, and in, in, in either film or, or TV or in the media, in the mainstream media overall. And um, I, I did an interview a few months ago with the Change in the Face of Beauty organization. Yeah. And, and uh, on, on, on inclusion in the media. And one of the things that I talked about there is the need for not just more inclusion, but accurate inclusion. So, so, right. so like not necessarily like either like your son th- um i'm throwing or not just playing a character who has down syndrome but h- him playing a, uh, any type of character 
So right. not just casting a not just casting somebody with a disability for that type of character, but casting him for anything. And I think it's it's still groundbreaking. Like the show Speechless or the show Bonus Way, those are more casting toads, you know, for any characters with disabilities, which is fine. But I think what 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 will make even a better, what will make a bigger impact is to you know is, is the more when we talk about at the accurate um, portrayal is not is, is is not casting for a, a character with a disability but casting for anything. Right, right. They're the leading man, or it's the you know the woman who does this you know i want to tell you so thorn and his friend i do the movie class with them his best friend is named ella and so they have a little tv show it's on youtube and vimeo it's called totally normal they play aliens that took over portland maine that's where we live (laughs) and um, they've been in the children's film festival in portland twice with their films and it's really interesting because it they you know, they don't talk about let's not make it about Down syndrome. It just doesn't have anything to do with Down syndrome. He's an alien. And the other character is an alien. It's really more about, you know, kidnapping the mayor um, and, you know, going up in their spaceship. And um, so I really understand what you mean. Yeah. It's not, this is, this could be, you know, he's just a, he's an actor. Yeah, absolutely. Who has Down syndrome, who's playing this character. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of times, especially with Down syndrome, the character is like this sweet sort of, you don't know anything, but they're really happy and everyone learns good things from them. And it makes me want to puke because there's no complexity to that character. It's just a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. It's just a stereotype. And and that's what I I hope... Um, tons of our, our listeners will get a copy of your book because that's what I I loved about your book is 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 that you really bring that p- perspective that gets away from that typical um, stereotype that most people uh, when they either right. th- think of somebody with um, Down syndrome or or any we, we probably even apply this to any disability. Uh, yeah. that, 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 you know, so many people, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's not what, what, um, that's not the whole picture of them. It's, it, it's, it's, and, 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 and so, yeah, so also, so, uh, and speaking of that, that, that video, I'll definitely have to get you in touch with, um, with, um, 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 um Grace White. Because maybe that yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, because maybe this new film festival that um is it's going to be in um um Wilmington. Oh, it's going to be in um Wilmington, North Carolina, this October, um of this year. Oh, maybe totally normal could be in it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So, um, okay, and 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 so when we go into the the next segment, I'll I'll try to um I'll try to um look that up. Um, so, so, uh, so, be, um, before the end of the program today, we were, I, I'll, I'll let you know 
know that. If we had it but do so, I, I would tell them to look it up. But <laughs> uh, so okay. no, it's fine. I can yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. So um, you also uh, publicly, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the program, and I want to remind our listeners that our guest today is Kali uh, uh, Wagner Park, author of not author of the uh, memoir "Not Always Happy: An Unusual Parenting Journey." And uh, author of the blog atypicalson.com, and so you also publicly um, advocated uh, that the New York Times be. Oh wait, I skipped something in my notes. <laughs> so that a few years ago, you you challenged Chuck Costelman, uh, uh, then the um, um, ethicist for the um, New York Times, to respond to the open letter that you wrote asking him to explain his repeated use of the R word in the, in the context of his um, um, ethical behavior resulting in an apology two days later and a $25,000 to a charity of your choosing. Can you, you tell us about that experience and then kind of going into that w- w- when you publicly advocated for the, the New York Times to be more sensitive in their um, moderation of veto comments uh, with regard to people with um, uh, um, Down syndrome i think that those were two different cases but yeah um well the chuck klosterman um i mean i'm a fan of chuck klosterman he's one of my favorite writers um and we became the ethicist at the he's not he's no longer but he had replaced randy cohen for a couple of years and you know i just came across these quotes it wasn't like you know somebody saying oh that's so retarded, which I object to as well. Mm-hmm. But it was more like specifically making fun of people with cognitive disabilities, like really ugly statements. And it was really an opportunity given his new role. You know, maybe as a social commentator, I don't think I would have been successful. But the fact that he was then the ethicist buying that as a question you know, what, what are the ethics of using the R word? Um, and he also had a book coming out. So I knew that that would probably put pressure on him. Yeah. And credit, you know, he just um, absolutely apologized. He said he was wrong. I was right. Um, he um, capped it off with $25,000 you know, to an organization of my choosing. And, you know, that hadn't happened before. Well, I think Howard Stern and a few other people, open letters had been written to them as well. And there had been no, um, no ground was really gained. Um, and I think I was lucky because it was, it was this, um, on the ropes because of his role as the ethicist. I think he can't yeah. ignore that question. And so that's why I was successful. But he was successful because he took it seriously um, and then imposed, a, you know, this debt on himself, which I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, my letter to him was for um, self-advocates and for people who care and love and work with people with disabilities. And his response to me was for everyone as well. Yeah. So that worked out really, I mean, I, I feel really fortunate. Yeah, um, absolutely. The reader's respond comments had to do with, you know, Richard Dawkins, I think, had made some um, 
inflammatory statements about people with Down syndrome, it's better to abort them. And it was covered in the New York Times and really everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, Richard Dawkins likes to say yeah. very provocative things. Yeah. I think I, I saw that when, um, as well. Right. Right. And so it's like, you know, of course people are going to write about that when you say you should. And for me, the issue isn't, I mean, I happen to be pro-choice, but I think it's a, I think it's an ugly statement. Um, but what I really objected to was there was no moderation on the reader's comments when the New York Times covered that. So it was people saying, you know, yes, they're worthless people. They should be aborted. Um, they're a drain on our resources. They, you know, they're horrible. They just suck up everyone's time. I mean, they were, they were really vulgar, vulgar statements. Um, and, you know, the ever popular, a boy with Down syndrome hit me when I was a little kid, mm -hmm. which, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sure other people, and, you know, it's, that's, um, it, it was so ugly and I couldn't believe that was, wasn't moderated properly. And so what I did is I wrote an open letter to then they used to have a position of public editor, Margaret Sullivan, and I encouraged other people to send my letter, which they did. And if they were talking about any other group of people, what if they were talking about the LGBT community or African-Americans, um, or, you know, people of color in general, or women, that why was there no protection for people who have cognitive disabilities? Mm -hmm. Why is it acceptable to not moderate, uh, moderate hateful, ugly things? Yeah. And to Margaret Sullivan's credit, she addressed that in the New York Times to me and linked to the letter in my blog. And said they should have done a better job. And so it, you know, I think I was really pleased with that response. I got a lot of support. So I was able to be successful with her. Just my letter wouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. um, she really took it seriously. And I think it's a good lesson that it's always worth trying to make things different. Um, you know, those are both instances where pretty easily I was able to make an impact with the help of other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, our um, guest today on the Special Chronicles show is Kali Wagner-Peck, author of the memoir, Not Always Happy, an Unusual Parenting Journey. And now um, switching gears to your book that our radio listeners can't see, but um, if you look on the show notes on specialchronicles.com for episode 255, you will see it. Um, with also links to where listeners can get, get your copy, but I'm um, holding it for any of our viewers here. And and so switching gears, can you tell us a little bit about how did this book, how did this um, memoir uh, get started? Because uh, you you just released it just a couple months ago in May of of this year, um, two thousand um, um, seventeen. So. Um, how did this uh, all, how and when did it all get started? Um, well, it started from the blog. Um, you know, to get um, a following on the blog and, um, you know, people really responded to the humor. Um, and also to 
Thorin. Like Thorin's a really good character. I mean, he happens to be a real person. Yeah. But he, um, you know, the intent with the blog was always to depict him. It was what we were talking about earlier as a three dimensional person. Yeah. And, um, just seeing Thorin through the lens of Down syndrome, and not all of my readers have children. One. Um, and not all have children who have disabilities. So I realized, you know, this is, um, even though there is quirkiness here, it's relatable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to take this to a bigger platform. Um, the idea of, you know, I write in little arcs. Yeah. So like five to 700 words. What if I could tell you everything that happened in that story and make it bigger? And so I got an agent, um, Edith Kroll, who is awesome, mm -hmm. and really believed in the book. Um, and she found my publisher, Central Recovery Press. And what I loved about them is they didn't see it as a book on disability. Not as a book on um, a family journey um and the meaning in that for other people um you know i there's nothing you wouldn't know from the cover that it's about down syndrome yeah and i like that i like that it's a really accessible book um and then of course the intention was for Thorin, you know, I'm almost his, you know, I'm his narrator at this point yeah. in his life. Um, and I'm sure at some point he's going to say, you're not narrating my life anymore. But so I wanted to do him justice. He's really the centerpiece of this story. Um, and so it was just taking what I did every day for seven years or every week for seven yeah. years and, and turning it into a, you know, a narrative, a longer narrative structure. And I just got a review from the library journal. Mm -hmm. And what I was really excited about is they said that they recommend it for all parents. Yeah. My intention okay. of writing a story that has a universal appeal just for what does it mean to be a human being is people are getting it. Yeah. And that makes me so happy. That, yeah. Awesome. 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 So did you or your husband unload before you guys adopted Thorn when um, I, I believe I'm pretty sure I, I got this right, but when he was two or two and a, two and a half? Yeah. He yeah. came he came in when he was two years old. Yeah. He came to us when he was two or two and a half. Two, two, two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that's what I um, read um, um, in um, your um, um, book here and in preparing for our time together today. Um, but did you guys file to adopting him? Did you, did you guys, um, did either you or your husband know anybody who either had Down syndrome or other um disabilities or because it it seemed like that you guys knew that you wanted to adopt somebody who had down syndrome so did you guys know anybody prior or, or how did you guys come to and kind of in answering that did, how did you guys come to want to adopt somebody um, who had done? 
you know, it, it, <laughs> it sounds really weird, but, yeah. you know, we actually said we didn't want a child with a disability. You know, you get this, this sort of, um, this list of things that you'll yeah. accept when you're going to adopt a foster, a child in foster care. Yeah. It's like five pages. Like, um, it's almost like an a la carte menu. And I, you know, we, we made it probably take a kid who is left-handed or colorblind. I mean, we were like, we're not capable. I mean, I think we thought it, it took some special skill. And then um, our adoption worker left a message for us saying she met this boy and, and he had down syndrome. And um, honestly, for some reason, it just didn't bother my husband and I, I mean, you know, when you go through the foster care system, all you hear about, you know, that strength-based thing we were talking about, all you hear about is what that kid's problem is. And it's really too bad. Mm -hmm. The marketing for children with foster care, at least then, was like, you know, he does this, he does that, he does this. And, (laughs) you know, the triumph of the human spirit sort of gets lost in the um, so we, we knew whoever we got was going to have something and that's really the way we looked at it. Well, we just yeah. know what his something is. And then of course we realized we all have something, Yeah. you know, I have something, <laughs> everyone in the world has something that makes them more vulnerable Yeah. and you can either see it as a strength or a weakness, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were overwhelmed by a sense of calm when we heard about Thorin. And so I think it became about wanting Thorin syndrome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, um, why did you decide to write, um, to, um, um, write this book? Is, is it just, and, and I, I, I agree with you that it, the way that you structured it and how it, it flows, that, flows um, um, like that um, narrative uh, of of Thorne's um, life and that I, I uh, uh, appreciate that that it can be geared for any family w- whether they have a child who has either Down syndrome or disability or if they don't have any if um, and 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 so uh, uh why did you decide that you wanted to write? Because I'm sure lots of people could go and read your blog, but then maybe did, is this? Did you de- de- decided to write this so then it could appeal to maybe other people who may not have come across your blog? Because I'm sure most people who are coming across your blog are probably within our special needs or disability community, right? So I, you know, my avocation, my life mission is to help change the perception about people with Down syndrome from simple, uncomplex, always happy to the reality, which is people with Down syndrome are like all humans that have very rich and fulfilling lives. And I... I'm most gratified when I read a review or someone contacts me and says, I had no idea people with Down syndrome, um, you know, have these thoughts. Now, 
That said, I don't consider Thorne emblematic. He's one person with Down syndrome, and his story doesn't speak for all people. Mm -hmm. But I think what it does is it starts breaking those stereotypes. Um, you know, a lot of the books about people with Down syndrome are sad and depressing, and it or they're filled with what somebody can't do. And I don't think that narrative serves a human rights um, movement. You know, no one was ever yeah. set free because their parent talked about how hard it was to be around them. People are set free by their parents championing them. And I don't ascribe to this idea that we talk about Limitate, you know, that's been done. That story is played out about grief and about sadness and about those are things don't move a human rights movement or a social justice movement. I don't want people to feel sorry for Thorin. I want them to see him as a fully empowered, um, complex individual who's in control of his destiny. Um, and so I think it, it's really to change the wider narrative. I mean, I don't know if there's a book out there that's so accepting and inclusive of that experience told mm -hmm. in a funny way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to change perceptions. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And 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 that's exactly. What I want to do as well with Special Chronicles, with these podcasts, with um, with right. with these with the columns that that I write, and um, of one of my formal uh, teachers from high school, she has a daughter um, who has Down syndrome, and now she is now on our board of directors for Special Chronicles. But she um, will in the process right now of co-authoring a book on, on, oh. on, on full circle inclusion and um and actually when when so this was about i don't know 10 11 years ago and i think 10 11 well no actually actually it was probably more like 15 years ago when i was in high school but at the time when i was in high school uh she was just um and this was in a in a special ed class that I was in, and she was just learning that her youngest daughter, Ellen, was going to be diagnosed with um, Down syndrome. And so, when you, when we talk about full circle inclusion, kind of like what you were saying of how it kind of comes into um, into um, it comes um, um, full circle. But we we just had a FaceTime call yesterday, kind of, because we'll kind of, we'll, we don't know ex exactly what tone to write this book, if it, yeah, if, 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 if it should be humorous, but then there's also some, like when we talk about full circle inclusion and inclusion, there's also some things that are kind of a little bit more heavy. And so, <laughs> so right, we're right. kind of going through this very early stage right now, but a goal next year will be celebrating. So as you know, Special Olympics is going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary next year. Yeah. And right. at Special Chronicles, we'll, we'll be celebrating our 10 year 
anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. And so that's one of the goals that we'd like to have a book <laughs> to come out then. Um, but and and we're gonna probably try to have some contributors, and so I'll, I'll have to maybe keep you in the loop to see if, if you want to contribute okay. a, a, a chapter. But so with that being with that being said, kind of back on topic on your book here. Um, but in the beginning of, of of the program, we were talking about that film festival and your uh, son and his friend um creating the uh, totally normal video series yeah. on youtube it, your son uh, thorns on, yeah it's on you said on youtube and uh, vimeo and on vimeo yeah yeah is it yeah and so, i can send you the link yeah it's, yeah, um, yeah absolutely yeah send me a link yeah because then i also put it in the show notes for this oh, episode 255 yeah. to share with our listeners. Good, good. Yeah, well. they would love that. Yeah, they're very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they, uh, I think I might have seen a clip of it maybe, but uh, yeah, yeah, send me a link link to that. And I'll, okay. I'll, I'll definitely watch it and I'll put a link for our listeners to watch it as well. But your, okay. your son's friend, does she have um, either Down syndrome or, or a um, disability? Or? She doesn't. I mean, he does have friends with Down yeah. syndrome, but she doesn't. And she's, so she's two years older. They were um, neighbors of ours when we first got Thorn. So they've known each other since he was two and since she was four. Yeah. Um, and they get together every week. Yeah. Um, well, actually, sometimes twice a week. We do um, art together and we do movies. Awesome. And that's been a really, I think it's been, I know it's been a really good re- relationship for both of them. Awesome. Awesome. So that um, yeah. Yeah. So when we will um when we moved on topics I finally found the name of that film festival that I'm a Grace oh, what is it? Yeah. I'm a Grace White who is in um um who she's in high school. But it's called Value M V A Hold on, I'm getting some um feedback here. Uh okay. Hold on. Let me move that. <laughs> uh, okay, there we go. Alright, so it, it's called. Hold on, getting some static. Okay, so <laughs> it's called uh, Value V A L O R E M V A L as in Linda V A L O R as in respect E M Film Festival, and um, I just oh put, I'm gonna look it yeah, up. Yeah, I just put up their their um, Facebook page. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll try to I'll, I'll I'll try to share it on our special chronicles page. But they've got a video with her brother Bo in there, and uh, the film festival is, is October sixth to seventh, two thousand seventeen, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, sixth to seventh. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's coming up here in just uh, in just uh, a few months from now, from the time that we're recording this. So. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll try to share it on our, on our special chronicles page. Um, I don't know what, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to share it on a page after, after, um, we, we get off the air cause <laughs> I don't want to multitask too much. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, okay. And I'll on, look it up. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's, um, awesome. And so. Uh, but switching gives now back to our book. And again, our guest today is uh, Carly Wagner, Park author 
of the uh, new memoir, Not Always Happy in an Unusual Parenting Journey. And for our radio listeners, I am holding up the book here in the studio here. And it's definitely a book that all, all of you out there listening or watching are definitely going to want to get. And, and at the, in, at the end, end of the program today, we'll let our listeners know how they can get a copy because I'm sure a lot of people are, 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 are going to want to pick one up. So... Who you, you mentioned a little bit about kind of who you, that it's geared for um, a wide range of uh, um, audiences, and I think you said that that, that 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 there was some recent review of the book that said that it was geared. So, who is? Uh, it's a good thing I muted my phone. It's getting a phone call. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, library journal, yeah, yeah. which is like the journal for. Um, all libraries, yeah. school libraries, public libraries, um, their review. So they they sort of do a rundown of the book, and then they um, recommend who the book is for, and they recommended it for all parents. Um, and I would argue it: you don't have to be a parent to enjoy the book. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of readers contact me who aren't parents who really enjoyed reading it, but I am, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with all parents. Um, but yeah. Awesome. So that's good. And publishers weekly gave it a favorable review and I was really lucky. Like I have a lot of endorsers on the book. Yeah. I mean, people I that I just really respect and think the world of that are supporting it. And that just made me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that, that, that you have, and, um, Tim Shriver was the chairman of Special Olympics. He's he's a good friend. Yeah. Um, he he did an endorsement video for us for Special Chronicles. Um, I know uh, I know uh, I'm friends with um, with uh, with a few of um, Tim's kids, um, and, and and then um, you also have an, a self advocate and a Special Olympics New Jersey athlete who also endorsed it. Um, but you 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 also have a Facebook page for the book. Uh, at not always happy live uh, uh, for a new th- theatrical play comedy. Can you, yes. you, you tell us about the about the live performance of this book? Yeah. Well, that started a couple years ago. Uh, Bess Weldon, who is a local playwright, um, director, and actor here in Portland, Maine, contacted me. And she said, what do you think about turning your blog into a performance piece, like a one-woman show? And (laughs) he said yes, even though I'd never done anything like that. I mean, I think it helped that a professional and somebody who's very respected um, and is, you know, has 20 years experience is like, yes, you know, we should do this. And I was able to get, from the last two years, grant support from the Maine Arts Commission. Um, so we have some funding to mm-hmm. make this happen. And it's really moved from a me standing at a podium reading to a 12-piece choose-your-own-adventure storytelling journal with audience participation. And so there's 12 stories that um, sort of encapsulate the journey, and they play pivotal roles. Yeah. Um, there's me telling Thorne he has Down syndrome. There's a horrific experience that's also chronicled in the book about Thorne being restrained, violently restrained by a speech therapist. 
Um, there's um, stories on homeschooling. And the intention is to reach another audience. You know, it's really to educate people through entertainment. So it has the same and um, sharpness and, and, you know, a horribleness that people with disabilities face. Um, but it's, it's done in a live storytelling um, format. And mm-hmm. I did Port Fringe Festival here two weeks ago. And the response, I mean, people were, I think they, again, they, their eyes were open to what having a cognitive disability can look like. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually had a lot of social, works at, social workers show up at one. Um, we're going to um, hopefully do a performance at the school. Awesome. I think it is challenging people's perceptions. Um, and I actually got a um, writing and excellence award from Port Fringe um, following the festival. But I, I think it's another way to tell this story um, and introduce people to the idea that disability is natural um, this is not a burden on a family. This is a family member who yeah. is no different than any other. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. So, so this play is there, do, do you have any video clips online? Yeah. 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 Um, um, some of you saw, and is that on the same YouTube channel that that your son um, Thorne no, is on? No. No. Oh, is that a different YouTube channel that your son has? It's a also? different. Yeah, it's on Vimeo. Because of the grant, we were able to hire someone to videotape it. So I can send you the links yeah. to that. Yeah. Absolutely. And so this play that is, is more of an entertainment is does uh, is your son Thorin and your and your husband Ward is he are, are both of them also involved in this or was this just um a play that just you perform on stage yeah I'm the it's a one woman show but I'm glad you brought that up because Thorin is going to be participating um you know I've done this performance several times and Thorne knows what I'm doing and he knows what the stories are because if it's something he's not comfortable with I won't do it Um, I mean he calls the shots he's 10 years old you know I'm sure he's going to be in therapy over this in the future (laughs) but um, but he knows what I'm doing and this Uh last time he said I want to watch it and I'm like oh you know Thorne, I don't know it. There's so many hard things. And he goes, no, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And he sat with my husband at the back of the theater. And, you know, there were times he got up and he left and he came back in. And, you know, I realized he should watch it. It's his life. He knows mm-hmm. what these stories are. And, um, you know, afterwards he and I talked and he said that some of it made him sad. Um, and I said, was there, there's, there's too much on Down syndrome? And he's like, yes. And I said, you know, we don't think Down syndrome is a big deal. But other people do. And I want them to know it's not. Yeah. Like, is that, and we talked about that. And he was like, yes, it's okay. So I mm-hmm. said, you know, I'll take out whatever you want. No, and he, you know, he. He really understood, I was like so impressed by his maturity because at 10, I mean, I, 
I don't think I could have processed all of that. Um, mm-hmm. He did a beautiful job. So he's also a photographer, and he takes quite amazing photographs. Like he had an yeah. exhibit when he was in school. And so he will be joining the collaborative, the creative team for Not Always Happy, the stage play. And he will be curating photographs he's taken for it. Awesome. And he's really excited about that. So, I'm, awesome. yeah, so yeah. he will be a part awesome. of the creative team. Awesome. And, and, and so then th- this play, do you, do you also um, have any plans? We, so earlier in uh, the program, we... We talked about that, um, n- not just more inclusion in the media, in, in film, TV, and and in the media, but the accurate portrayal of inclusion. Do, p- plans to take this, to take the stage play for this book uh, to either as a TV sitcom or a short film or, or a film or... Of oh. t- turning it in, in there. I like both of those both. ideas. <laughs> so if, somebody, if somebody comes to me, I'd say sure. Uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we don't have we don't have those ideas, but yeah, I yeah. do. Um, With the um, I th- yeah. I obviously to take it to a bigger audience, audience to be yeah, yeah. to be able to tour with it. Um, you know, maybe as a companion piece with the book, book yeah. um, because it is, I just love the response from people. I mean, I, I feel like it is really changing, helping to change perceptions. So it's worthwhile and it's mm-hmm. like, it's totally out of my comfort zone, but yeah. I think the, yeah, um, sometimes you have yeah. to. Yeah. I don't know if, if you've seen the movie, Will Hope Glows, it, um, Oh, I interviewed David. David, yeah, yeah, and and um, I, um, yeah, and um, you must have too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've had David and uh, also the uh, director Chris director, Stalling, yeah. and the other um, and David's uh, co-star Christopher Palaha. They've all been okay. on the show. Um, actually, maybe at least a couple of times. And I, I know when 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 David was on, like both. It, I think we we've reached you know um, at, at least a thousand views um, on those shows when uh, when David was on for that movie. So with that film, and then th- there was another filmmaker who created a documentary called Asperger's OS. And so kind of with both the those both of those filmmakers, Chris Darling and then um, uh, Alex Luckman, um, both of those c- c- came to mind as. Um, filmmakers who might be interested in talking with you <laughs> but um yeah yeah i'll, I'll thank to, you for the plug daniel yeah, yeah. <laughs> when this um when this podcast goes live i'll i'll make sure to connect you guys uh so okay um moving quickly on our guest today is uh carly wagner park author of not always ha- uh, happy uh in unusual parenting journey and the forward of of, of the book you said it was written by uh, Lowen's Downs, who um, connected who connected with you because he was following your tweets on Twitter. So how how did you get him to write the forward of your book and 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 then um, and 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 how um, 
and what his response was when he when he because I'm I'm assuming that he was he read the book before he wrote the forward. So so how did yeah. how how did you get connected with him to write the forward of of the book? Um, and because I believe he he said that he didn't know you personally. Uh, so how no. Oh, and I actually got to meet he and his wife last month. Awesome. I never met him before. <laughs> but, so um, it was actually somebody on the vacations team of Special Olympics had contacted me and said, you know, Lawrence Downs, um, who had been on the editorial board at the New York Times and also had written on disability. He writes on immigration and a few other things, but he wrote a lot on disability as well. Um told us to follow you. He had found me, my writing, and I contacted him and he was just, you know, it was like a shot in the arm. Like I really felt like here's a serious journalist, a well-respected, um, you know, thoughtful um, writer who noticed what I was doing. And, you know, for 2012 maybe or 2013 and he's just been like uh, like a champion and a mentor for me um Mm -hmm. you know commenting on my reading and telling me how much he likes the writing and that you know he's supportive of that narrative and disability is really important to he um because of his family and his um you know um interested in and so it it was just like having this person in my corner who's like yes you're doing a good job and so when I wrote the book I yeah you know, I was shocked he said yes I was so happy but yeah he read it and he got it you know I think the foreword is a great like it's a great opening for the book and what I'm trying to accomplish yeah awesome yeah yeah I I thought that 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 by having, by having Lawrence White, the um, and that name sounded f- f- familiar to me when I read his, uh, his forward. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a, a great a, a great choice to have him uh, write the forward uh, for your book. So as we um, quickly move on, but uh, you wrote in chapter one, um, hidden the kid uh, jackpot. Can you give us a brief synopsis, just since we're running a little long on time here, but okay. kind of give us on Chapter 1 a brief synopsis of this story that you shared in Chapter 1 with the Maine's Department of Health and Human Services um, when you were adopting uh, um, Thorin. And, and, and so maybe not to give too much away for our listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but because um, I'm sure a lot, lots of listeners are going to want to pick up a copy of your book um, that I'm holding in my hands here. But maybe give us a brief synopsis of that first chapter that you wrote. Um, well, when you have that from the foster care system, <laughs> you have to attend 24 hours of training and 23 of those hours are trying to scare the crap out of you about adopting a kid and protective custody. Um, you know, it goes back to that strength-based thing. It isn't like anyone's like, this is, these are great kids. Boy, you're just going to be fighting over them. It's like, you know, make sure you don't get a little monster. And um, I just couldn't really 
my husband and I were like, we just can't think of children like that. <laughs> we can't think of our potential child like that. So, you know, some of it was just really tuning that out and kind of focusing on um, what was to come. Um, you know, when you, when you become a foster care parent, your life is an open book. People come in and interview you. You're checked through Homeland Security. Um, yeah, people interview your references. Um, and so it's, it's hard to get into that dreamy parent mode when you're <laughs> being vetted so strenuously by so many people. Um, but then when you finally get your child, when we got Thorin, it was all worth it. Um, and um, it, you know, part of that first chapter is just learning who Thorin is. Um, and that for somebody, we were going to be his third home in 32, and that um, really the focus became on what's best for Thor, and that's what's best for us yeah. anymore. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Oh, our guest today on the Special Chronicle show is Kali Wagner, Park author of the new memoir, Not Always Happy in Unusual Parenting Journey. And uh, you, so the kind of, you you mentioned that the cover of the book can be geared for any, yeah, any it. yeah yeah it's it's an awesome cover and even like the font that you have for the title with the with with the robot that that's on its side can you share with us a little bit about how you came up with the title of oh I, I mean I mean oh, I, yeah. I mean not just not just the title but like even just the cover overall because it um, the cover was um, they. Central Recovery Press hired Marissa Jackson. She designed that. I mean, she did a brilliant job. Like, I, I, I think they're going to send it in for book title or book cover competitions because she just really captured the spirit of it so perfectly. But the reason I titled it Not Always Happy is, like, I wish I had a quarter for every time somebody said to me, oh, they're always so happy. And two-year-old boys or four-year-old boys they meant children with down syndrome mm -hmm. um and so i just thought like i'm just gonna put it right out there in people's faces you know not always happy um i think it works for a lot of things i mean I, yeah. i've had people i'm typically developing children say oh god i love that title because i hate this whole happy idea yeah, awesome, awesome. So, moving on here, on the 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 name of your your blog, atypicalson.com, also the subject of chapter three of your book here, and you also have some pictures that are intertwined throughout um, throughout the book at uh, the beginning of the various um, chapters that you have here. Um, like so, one of uh, Thorn and your—I I believe it's um, 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 your mother, right? Yeah. And and, and then you've got Thorn and J uh, J is Jade the one who you were talking about? Who he? Yeah. And th he oh no, Jade's his sister. Oh, his his biological sister. sister. Okay, his but and and do you is Jade? Do you um did did you and um. Did you guys also adopt his um, 
um, um, Blaya loved was No, she was in another foster. She was in another foster home. Oh, and a lot of times kids are taken separately from yeah. their homes, and so they don't. Okay. Um, but is Thorin, is he still in touch with his sister? Or? Yeah, I mean, not as much as he would like to yeah. be. He was much more in touch with her in the past. Yeah. Um, but those are, I mean, I think it becomes so complicated. So I'm hoping as he gets older, that will be easier for him. Okay. And um, so you you mentioned, so uh, the title, Atypical Son, which is also the title of your blog, can you, you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the title for your blog? Because I think a lot of times in our special needs or disability com- community, we hear about um, people who are not diagnosed with disabilities or the typical children. But then, like, right. the, and, and I thought that it was a clever name that you came up with, how, yeah. how, how Thorin or any other child or any other person with with a disability it's also typical as well or can you can, can you yeah is, is, is that kind of along the lines um, that that that, that yeah, you were that thinking hit it on the head yeah my husband came up with it you know we wanted to it's something that did capture both things and he came up with a typical son or yeah which i think was perfect because you're right when you're in that um especially when you're with professionals they use the words typical Pickles a lot mm-hmm. so we kind of just sort of like not always happy like we just put it in people's faces yeah awesome awesome so uh i th- thought that 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 was an awesome uh an, an awesome title uh that, that that you came up with uh well you and 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 your yeah, husband Ward Ward, actually well, did, yeah. He, he, yeah 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 he came up with um, and, and so did, uh, did Wood, um, did, did your husband read, read the book, um, as you were writing it or can you, you talk a little bit about his No, he input? didn't. He didn't. Um, he didn't <laughs> read it until it came out in book form. Like he actually bought it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I could have given him a copy, but yeah. <laughs> he wanted to support us. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting because it's his life story and I could hear him in the other room laughing or he'd walk in and he was crying and he's like, you know, I am living this. He goes, but I, he goes, I'm still, he goes, I'm really pulled in <laughs> and I was there. Um, and so I think he just wanted to experience it, you know, as a not typical reader, um, so yeah, no, he didn't read it until it was published. Okay, awesome. So uh, our guest today on this um, special chronicles show is Carly Wagner Puck, author of the new memoir "Not Always Happy: An Unusual Parenting Journey." And for our radio listeners, if you watch the video, you can see the the book that I'm holding in my hand. That you can purchase a copy that will let you know about at the end of the program. But your blog, I think I read in the press release that that you had sent along with the book to me. You had sent a press release, and I believe it, it, it said on there that your blog has grown from uh, April 1st, 2010 was when you started yeah. your um, blog. And I'm guessing that was around the time when you got thrown. 
Yeah, it was the, right after the adoption. Because we couldn't, when, yeah, when yeah. you have a foster child, you can't show photographs or yeah. write about them or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so then after, once the adoption was, was um, finalized, then you, then you started this blog. Yeah. And, and, and you, you shared it with a, f- a few family and friends, but then it's grown to, to, to today to 7,000 views per month from 117 countries. I know at Special Chronicles, I started this nine years ago. Next year will be 10 years, but, and it started with, I think, maybe 50 listeners of yours from, from just a few family and friends to now over a total, a total of, of, of over 41,000 views. Wow. Um, that total, I, 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 <laughs> oh I, 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 I forgot on the poll month. That's, that's not poll month, but like that's the total 41,000 yeah. overall. So, um, but so for, but for your blog, um, which I, I, I'm so just like me, I, I, I'm blown away every day by the number of people who listen and read and, and watch on Special Chronicles. So how, uh, can you, you tell us a little bit about how your blog was able to, um, your blog at atypicalsun.com was able to grow from the few family and friends that were reading it to now, oh, Um, 7,000 views per month? I think Chuck Klosterman helped me immensely. That really gave me um, a wider audience base um, because that was such a, um, you know, it was on the news here locally, but also was picked up nationally. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, and also internationally. So I think I would credit, if there's one single thing I credit to, it's that. And then I started writing off the blog. You know, I wasn't just publishing on my blog. I was publishing on Huffington Post. And And um, the Mighty. You know, there were, so I think that, that's what really helped because I, I don't really have, um, I mean, I wish I was better at social media, (laughs) but yes, I would just attribute those two things. Okay. Awesome. So you, you shared just a little bit ago about your, um, about your husband world's thoughts on your book and, and I'm guessing he probably, did he have similar thoughts on your blog or I, I I believe I, I read some of that, that he also, he also, um, not on the book, but on your, he also contributed it in the early days of your blog, or does he still? Yes. Does he still continue to blog with you? He doesn't. He, he the first year it was he and I, um, and then he just they, you know, he was working two jobs, and there was like a lot of things going yeah. on at that time. Um, but our sensibilities what we were trying to accomplish were identical i mean we were really united on our vision for the blog Mm -hmm. um so yeah and he's a great support i mean he's a good sounding board for me and very supportive of you know the book and the stage production all right awesome and so you 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 talked a little bit about your son thorns um, reactions to the stage play version of your book, um, Not Always Happy, uh, an unusual parenting journey. But can you share a little bit about when your son Thorne, um, um, when he's either seeing your blog or even now with now the book, at, well, we're calling this on July 7th, so it's now been out for 
a couple months now. Um, but your son Thorne's thoughts on your book, and because on, on, on the back cover of the book, there's a picture of of, <laughs> of yeah. you and Thorne on the back I cover. I love that photo. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome. Um, did did your husband Will take that? picture on the back no, or betsy betsy carson from all art media is a good friend of mine she's a photographer and uh filmmaker she took that for us for free um you know that was just one of those moments he got up and did that because i had brought a suit for him of course and he's like no i will wear this suit coat with running pants <laughs> and um, it just kept, I think she really, Betsy really, really captured him perfectly um, in that photo. Um, Doran's happy about the book. Um, he, um, you know, he knows in general, he knows what it's about. Um, you know, I have some rules, like there's a lot of things I don't write about Doran. I don't write about, um, you know, his maturation pro, um, pro development. I don't write about crushes. I don't write about, you know, things that are private. Um, I don't write about any of those things. He, you know, I, I tell him what I'm going to write about in general, this story. Um, there are things he said I can't write about, so I don't. Um, I think it's important, you know, when you're, when you're telling someone else's story, whether it's your child or whoever it is to be fair to that person. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, personal things are personal and they're private and they're not for everyone to know. Um, and so I think. I do a pretty good job in terms of communicating to him what I'm doing and I think, can you see me? Yeah, yeah I can see you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's my biggest concern. Like mm. what, is it okay? At a certain point, this isn't going to be okay for me to do. And hopefully at a certain point I won't have to do it because there's not going to be such a barrier for people with cognitive disabilities or disabilities in general yeah. and, you know, in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, what he thinks is most important to me. So did you throughout widen the book? Um, did it, did he look at any, any of like, did, did you read to him any, any, um, any segments um, or any pieces from the book to kind of get his? I, oh. um, you know, not, it's so funny. He doesn't want to hear me read it. Um, he, um, like, he'll watch my videos. Well, now he's seen most of the performance. Yeah. Um, but before, what he would do is watch my videos, and he wanted to watch them alone. And then he decided whether or not he was going to talk about it. So, um, you know, he he knows in general what the stories are, but he's 10 years old. And the language isn't, a lot of the language is way above a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the concepts are. Um, he, 
I think he's honestly confused why people think Down syndrome's a big deal. Yeah. So he, <laughs> I mean, it's who he is. Like, he's not like, it's more like, oh, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, but he trusts me that it's effective. And that's what I've got going for me is that, you know, I'm a pretty good mother and he knows I don't lie to him about things. But I think in general, like, he's sort of like, I really don't, I have no idea what the big deal is, which is how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he tells me he's not buying into what society is saying. Yeah. Um, you know, fight the power. So I, that makes me feel good. So, and as he grows yeah. older, he'll have more control, obviously. Yeah. So did that kind of play into the role with Thorin and his friend creating this video series called um, um, Totally Normal? Did, did that yeah, kind of... Yeah, it has nothing... Yeah. I, I brought up Down Center once, and they both at the same time were like, no. Yeah. Like, he is an actor in a series he created with a friend where he plays yeah. an alien. And so I think, you know, it's really about that artistic process and that collaboration of how do we tell a story um, that's going to be interesting to people and that's funny and they're both bringing different perspectives to it. But, um, and that's true with his photography too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want that, uh, he wants it understood as something he did and that's it. This is not about boy with down syndrome or down syndrome boy takes photographs yeah um so so if, I, yeah so has either with with him and his friend creating this video series or or with his photographs has have the or or even tying that back to your book uh, as well but all, all about these projects that he and his friend are working on has there been any local press or any media pieces that they have done on your son Thorin and have they, cause like, I know like with the special chronicles and stuff I've had, like, I, I think I was on our local CBS news and local ABC news and some local newspapers. And a lot of times they say, well, I think like on one, one story, I think on ABC, they said man with a speech impediment or whatever. So like, it seems like, like a lot of these media, these transitional media pieces, say they include the disability within either the headline or somehow right. around the lead of the story. And I right. I, I come from, I have a bachelor's degree in um, um, journalism, so I, I kind of come from that same world, but also kind of not really wanting to put a lot of emphasis on the disability, either be it in the headline or within the actual, like even like, within the lead of the story. So ha- has there been any, any, any press appearances kind of around your son with, with any of these projects that he's in. And, and is, cause it, it seems like kind of going off of what your son wants is to have the focus on these projects that he wants to do and not really focus on the down syndrome and, and right. So is, yeah. so has there been any media pieces and has, is, is that kind of played? Cause hopefully then hopefully they will want to listen to hit to, to, to him and you and your husband that, that, to not have, because it, it seems like like a lot of the traditional media want to wants to put the focus on, oh, this is a right. boy with Down syndrome, and, and but but like, like is, a does that play play a factor in that, and b maybe kind of going off of that, how how can we encourage the media to not put the focus on that? Because it seems like that that's it seems like that that either either be a Down syndrome or 
or LOD right. or, or any di- disability that they want to put the focus on that when when they shouldn't, when they should put focus on whatever project, be a video series or whatever that put focus on that and then just kind of maybe bury that like a lot of times we say in um, journalism is then we kind of bury that whatever down to number whatever we we kind of bury that maybe at the bottom of the story and so is, is that well you know i don't think thorne's ready for the coverage yet yeah. he has apraxia and so um thorne reads quite well and yeah. He's good with a script, but because he has apraxia, he has a hard time with generative language. And so responding in the moment then in a comfortable situation is easier, but in a higher stakes situation would be harder for him to respond in the moment. He's, he's starting to use a new communication device. And so I think it would be... Um, you know, in the past, he that he hasn't been comfortable with that, which we totally respect. Um, because unfortunately, when people have a difficult time communicating, someone assumes it has to do with being intelligent or thoughtful, or mm. rather than being intelligible. Yeah. And it he would not be. I think it would be painful for him. He doesn't want to do it right now. So as as that becomes more comfortable for him. I think he would, but I I do agree with you on, you know, that idea of bearing the lead because it's this hard balance between including people with disabilities and then make, or, or making it seem like somehow it's minimizing their ability and talent to have that be part of it. And that's what I object to that somehow like, Oh, isn't this inspirational rather than, Hey, this is a, journalist who covers this topic and they have an inside view yeah because they have a disability yeah yeah which is much different yeah and i think that that ties into i think something that we that we saw on the show speechless and other things that is about inspiration pone about like not seeing somebody with a disability like like your son or myself or many others uh as being inspired but really being being aspired by them and 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 not being right. because like there's so much you know in i think probably within a disability or special needs community there's so much inspiration porn that will lead to uh, those negative things and so if we can inst- right. instead of talking about being and and, and people have it, 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 it even told me this and 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 uh, and other people as well, but people so much talk about. Oh, I'm so inspired by you. I'm so, and I think if 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 we can get away from saying oh, this is saying that they're inspired, just say you know that they're instead of saying inspired, say they're aspired. Oh, you know, and 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 kind of go from that perspective, and and then that can kind of lead to kind of what you what what we've been talking about. Right, because it's not, you know, I often, like Soren being able to go to theater camp and do all these things he does, I was too introverted and I was not a confident child. I couldn't have done that. And so, you know, I want him to know, but he's not, he doesn't encourage me because he has Down syndrome. He encourages me because he has confidence, (laughs) theatrical ability. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important, those distinctions. Awesome, awesome. Our guest today on the Special Chronicles show is uh, Carly Wagner Puck, author of the new memoir, Not Always Happy, An Unusual Parenting Journey. And so kind of going off of what you were talking about, Kelly, about how um, oh, I've got a leaf suit oh, uh, to pick up Thorin. Okay, okay, okay. I'll hurry up. So the we, response from viewers has been positive? It's been really positive. I mean, it really, really has. I mean, it's selling on Amazon, and the reviews are quite positive. And I'd actually encourage anyone who has read the book or do read the book, if you'd leave a review on Amazon, it it actually helps the author. I didn't really know how much. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to add, Daniel, yeah. is one of the people that reviewed my book is Anna Rose Rubright. Yeah. yeah. She's a um, self-advocate. She's a young woman with Down syndrome. You know, one of the things I always looked at um, books written particularly by parents of children with Down syndrome is ha- did they have someone with Down syndrome review it? And I've never seen that. Yeah, that yeah. I thought that was, me. yeah, I thought that was awesome. That- I mean, I I just couldn't, pl- I was like, well, why wouldn't you, like, if you had a child who was deaf or you had a child who was blind, like, why wouldn't you have someone with Down syndrome review your book? And not, Anna Rose Rubright does not talk or speak for all people with Down yeah. syndrome. But we should still have people. I actually contacted three or four people with cognitive disabilities to review the book. And Anna came through, Anna Rose came through. And, you know, she was like, I always wondered that. And hers was like probably the most thoughtful review I got. Um, I mean, she, she actually gave me three pages of notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the criticism she gave me was perfect. It was actually in my notes of criticism. Yeah. She thought there should have been more on Ward and even more on Thorn. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, it, it's so important. That was one of my goals is to have somebody who had Down syndrome um, I mean, I do have two other people with disabilities that are endorsers. Yeah. Maria Nichols I, and Ellen, or, um, Emily. Emily. Emily, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not the, it's not exactly the same. Same, yeah. And yeah. so I, and it would have been okay if she hated the book. I mean, I would have learned something from that too, yeah. but she happened to like it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. And then you also have um, um, Tim Shivo and I'll, I'll listeners, if they get a copy of the book, they can see those on the back of the back cover uh, with the awesome picture with you, with you and Thorne on there. So um, seeing that, we'll run along on time, and as we, we come to a close now, finally, <laughs> uh, any brief uh, social media plugs for how our listeners can can get a copy of your book, Not not Always Happy in Unusual Parenting Journey, and as well as to follow you and your blog on online? Yeah, so I have an author website, Kari Wagner Peck, Com. It's my entire name, kariwagnerpeck.com. And you can access my blog through there as well. And there's information on the book. Um, the Not Always Happy Facebook page is, um, has to do with the performance and the book. Um, and then on .com, I mean, if you're interested in purchasing the book you can read reader reviews there um and buy the book from them okay awesome any final thoughts on your overall time here today on special chronicles that 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 you want to share with all uh, um listeners 
Just thank you a million times, Daniel. I was, I was like the worst guest with technical problems. You were so good, so nice. And I'm just really honored to be on your show. I mean, I, I love what you do. And to be a part of it for a little bit is awesome. 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 So if, 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 if our listeners want to, uh, and I've been sharing on our Instagram story at Special C Podcast, and I, I've, I've been tagging you, so if our listeners want to follow that, if you, if you want to share your feedback, you can email us anytime, feedback at specialchronicles.com, feedback at specialchronicles.com, just email us an audio file or email, and join the conversation on, on, um, on social media at Special Chronicles, on Facebook at Special Chronicles, or on Instagram and Twitter at Special C Podcast. Make sure to leave us, just like our listeners can go leave a review for your book on Amazon, they can also leave, leave yes, your five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio. Oh, okay. We're, we're, I'll do that. For, Full Special Chronicles, yeah. And so, um, um, thank you. Our guest today on the Special Chronicles show has been Carrie Wagner-Puck, author of the new memoir, Not Always Happy, an unusual parenting journey that all of you listening or watching right now should go and pick up a copy of the book. And um, and um, off air, we can talk about maybe seeing if we can have a, um, do a giveaway for your yeah. book. Yeah, oh if, yeah, if, you if, totally if, can. Let yeah. me know what okay. you need. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that um, 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 off air and, and let, let our listeners know uh, about that. But uh, it, it's been awesome, and we'll have to have you on again, and hopefully, and hopefully we can meet up in person someday. Yeah, I would love that. So until okay, thanks, in, Daniel. until then, take care and God bless. Okay, Special thank you. Bye. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.